Welcome to the Pokes Cast. I'm Ryan Thorburn, the Wyoming beat writer for the Casper Star Tribune, joined by Robert Gagliardi, who co-wrote The Border War with me and, and covered this same beat, beat for many, many years. Robert, how are you doing? Doing pretty well tonight. Just trying to stay kind of warm and get out of the wind. It's a little windy over here in Cheyenne today. Now, Robert, I think I said I would shut down this podcast if Wyoming lost to New Mexico. <laughs> Uh, I came up with a compromise. I was kind of busy on Tuesday, so I wasn't able to record our usual wrap-up with Jack Nallen, the early week podcast. So the compromise, we'll just have one podcast this week and we can break down <laughs> that New Mexico game and, and look ahead to San Jose, San Jose State. Um, where did we go wrong? In, in pick? Well, we did pick New Mexico to cover, obviously, the 20, but man... Wyoming loses their homecoming game as a 20-point favorite to the New Mexico Lobos. What's going on? Uh, you know what, Ryan? Your guess is as good as mine. You know, and we kind of alluded to this on the podcast last week where, you know, what's going to happen at quarterback? Who was going to start? And obviously we saw Sean Chambers start, you know, and then the, the turnover early that led to a New Mexico touchdown really kind of derailed this team, derailed the offense at least. And then, you know, Levi Williams came in and although there were some, there were some flashes there where they, where they moved it, it just wasn't really that effective. And then Sean Chambers comes back in. So, you know, I know a quarterback, you know, the quarterback play, you know, hasn't been good the last, what, two and a half games or, or so. But to me, Ryan, it's, it goes back to what we talked about last week is, yeah, that, that quarterback play is not good right now, but there's a lot of things that aren't good either. You know, this team for a veteran team is, is, is committing an awful lot of penalties, you know, I'm not picking on one person. I know Eric Boje had a really rough game last week against New Mexico with, with some false starts. I know there were some holdings, you know, not putting it all on him, but for a veteran team, and then we've even seen it on defense too. I mean, the penalties are hurting them. You know, I still am not convinced this offensive line isn't playing nearly as well as what I think a lot of people expected to this point. There's, there's signs, there's flashes of it, you know, receivers not really getting open. Um, you know, it's just a lot of things. They're just, I think Craig Bull said it best. They're just in a funk, you know. If you want to, if you want to focus all your attention on the quarterback, I, I get it. And there's there's certainly you know, numbers don't lie there, but this offense just isn't isn't clicking. You know, I think it's it, it seems like it's maybe lost a little confidence. Um, you know, maybe they just they just need to just I don't know if they need to go back to fundamentals, go back to basics. You know, that's why the coaches are here. That's why they're paid a handsome sum of money to be here to, to figure this stuff out, Ryan. But, but I don't know. I mean, they've got to get something going. I mean, you can't – how do you score three points against New Mexico? And I know their defense is decent, but this is just it's, – it's, it's almost laughable at times how inept this offense has been the last, what, ten quarters, two and a half games. And it's nothing like what we saw over the first four. Even when Wyoming struggled in those games, the offense was doing things. But it's just – Everything's out of whack right now, and why? I'm sure if Craig Bull knew why, he'd keep he'd fix it. I don't. I'm not sure if anyone knows why. It's just they're all out of sync at this point. Yeah, absolutely, and you're absolutely right. It's it's a team situation. You know, the entire offense is not playing well. At the same time, this is a quarterback driven game in 2021, and you know, the first quarter, Isaiah Nayor was wide open for a touchdown down the sideline. Chambers wasn't even close on that. So 
I was a little bit, I mean, if he scores a touchdown, they go up seven, nothing, then New Mexico's in trouble because they don't have an offense to come back against Wyoming's defense. So, you know, that's why you script plays and try to get off to better starts on offense. And you need a quarterback that is more accurate. I don't know that Levi Williams will be more accurate, but uh, Sean Chambers over the last three games has completed 40.5% of his passes, uh, averaging 116 passing yards a game with one touchdown pass, four interceptions, three lost fumbles. I mean, it's like this guy has a case of the yips. It's like, you know, Chuck Knobloch when all of a sudden this great major league baseball player forgets how to throw the ball to first base. It's, it's crazy because I mean, the non-conference, you can say whatever you want about the strength of schedule, but you know, Montana state hasn't lost since they played Wyoming Uh, Northern Illinois is in first place now uh, in the Mac on their side of it. And ball States recovered a little bit and Sean chambers was leading two minute drives to win some of those games and, and winning shootouts. Uh, even the UConn game where he struggled, they did take advantage of a defensive turnover and got the game-winning score to, to go to 4-0. So whatever happened on that plane ride from Connecticut to Laramie to Sean Chambers is very puzzling to me, but it's like he's a different player uh, since Mountain West play started. And uh, I was surprised that he started the New Mexico game. Uh, you know, like we talked about, that was a chance maybe – for them to try Levi for a full game and beat New Mexico and get confidence. But the way they handled it with the back and forth, you know, didn't help either guy. And, and now they're, they are going with Levi Williams. Craig Bull on Tuesday announced Levi Williams will start against San Jose state. So we'll see if that can spark it because again, the defense wasn't perfect. You know, they had, you know, a, a targeting call. They gave up the 43 yard, touchdown pass on fourth fourth down and they gave up a, a late touchdown in the second quarter but they still held New Mexico to 14 points which was their average and which is also the uh, worst scoring offense in the country right you know and you going back to the quarterback thing Ryan is you know we talked about what what we thought might what happened you know Sean Chambers gets to start you know I don't have a lot, a lot of my sources are, are, you know, I don't have my any source, but I still have one source. I'd heard that during the week of practice last week, it was basically Sean Chambers got the majority of the reps with the ones that, that Levi didn't. I don't know if he got it, didn't get any. If he did, I heard he, he didn't get many. So it almost seemed like that was going, that Sean Chambers was going to start that game in the coach's mind, if according to, according to my source. But now, now it's, now it's changed. Now you're going to give Levi Williams all the reps you know, and, and see what happens, you know, he needs those reps, you know, well, any, well, honestly, whoever's playing quarterbacks needs those number one reps because not much is working obviously. So maybe that gives them a spark, you know, and maybe if they can hit a couple of plays early, you know, you know, maybe get you know, maybe get that running game going more consistently, you know, it's, that's another thing, you know, this, this, this isn't an offense, even when it's clicking, that's going to, that's, that's going to succeed if it's throwing the ball 30 to 35 times a game, it has to run the ball, to set things up. But when you get those, you know, if you're able to run it and you get those play action, you get an Isaiah Nayor, you know, Nayor wide open downfield, you got to hit those things, you know, get some momentum going. So, you know, maybe the change, maybe, maybe the change works, I guess will remain to be seen, but you get back to the defense, Ryan, and you're right. You know, the defense hasn't been perfect, but you know, to hold air force to 24 points. Okay. Not bad. You know, the, the game against Fresno, you know, high-powered offense. You know, we talked about, you know, Hell Hainer, what's under 100 yards passing, 
you know, and what they did against New Mexico. But one thing that defense needs to get back to doing is forcing turnovers. They were really, really good. I think you're the one that I, I saw this from where in the non-conference or in the four, you know, they were what, plus five or something. They were in the, certainly in the plus category and turnover ratio, not in the minuses, you know. So, again, I'm not saying this is the def- defense's fault for Wyoming struggles these last three games, but the defense also needs to tighten a few things up. They also need to, you know, the, the targeting penalties are, are, are brutal. You know, they got to be a little tighten some things up, but they need to force some turnovers. You know, obviously the more the better, but they at least got to start forcing a couple, maybe give this offense, you know, the ball on, on a short field and give it some confidence. But the defense doesn't have near as far to go as the offense by any stretch, but there's some improvement that needs to be on that side of the ball as well. Yeah, Craig Bull said the key to the turnaround is not the quarterbacks, it's create winning the turnover battle, which, you know, obviously Sean's put, put the ball on the ground too much, thrown interceptions, but not only did, were they winning the turnover battle in non-conference, they had three pick six plays, which are just, usually when you get a pick six in a game, you win mm-hmm. most, most games. Uh, and, and the interception uh, Gandhi had against UConn basically set up the winning score on a short, short field. So the offense hasn't benefited from any of that stuff. Uh, the last three games, they're 0-3 in the Mountain West, and now they head to San Jose to play the Spartans, who won the Mountain West last year, finished 7-1 and overall during the COVID season. They've, I don't know if they've regressed considerably, if they're just playing a much more challenging schedule. You know, they played USC, they played at Western Michigan, but they come in 4-4, four and four, Overall, two and two in Mountain West uh, had to rally to beat UNLV last week. They get a couple extra days off because that was a Thursday game. And basically, this is a pick 'em game. Uh, San Jose is a three point favorite, uh, which is usually what Vegas gives the home team for the home field advantage. And that to me speaks to what we've been saying that Wyoming's defense can win this game with a turnover to they're going to keep a minute for sure. Even if the offense can't keep sputtering a little bit. You know, I, I think they certainly can, you know, uh, you know, you're right. I don't think San Jose, I'm not sure if they've necessarily taken a huge step back, but they're certainly not playing at the level they did last year, but I do know Nick Starkle, their starting quarterback last year has been out a good part of the season with an injury. And I don't know if he's coming back in this game, but the other guy, is very athletic, but he's still kind of trying to find his feet. But, uh, but you know, I saw some of the San Jose game against San Diego State, and they, you know, took the Aztecs to overtime. You know, they're playing pretty good defense. I think, you know, whoever's quarterback for Wyoming is, it, you know, it's not going to be easy. Obviously, the game plan for Wyoming is simple, to stop Wyoming. Stop the run and make whoever is, you know, behind center beat you. And I don't know at this point if, any, if those guys can, you know, so we'll see. Um, you know, a pretty good Wyoming team, even though they didn't have Josh Allen, that game went to San Jose and, uh, played really good defensively, but ran out of gas and couldn't win. You know, San Jose's kind of had this team's number a little bit, especially out there. Um, we'll see, um, we'll make our picks on this soon, but I don't, you know, San Jose's not going to win the mountain West this year. But to get to a, you know, they still have a chance at a, you know, at a bowl, you know, and the, and the rebuilding that Brent Brandon's done at San Jose, it's pretty miraculous because when he took over there, it was as bad as, as you could possibly imagine. And what he's brought it to to this point is nothing but miraculous, in my opinion. So 
I'm sure this is a big game for them. They're home, uh, another game closer to bowl eligibility. So I don't think this, I don't, it's weird to hear some, hear, hear me even say this, but I don't think San Jose State's going to take Wyoming lightly, let's just say. No, and, and Brennan uh, wouldn't tip his hand on the quarterback. Starkle's been out the last four games with a shoulder injury. All he would say is that if Starkle is able to play, he w- would play, but he didn't say if he was going to be ready to play or not. And uh, Nick Nash is the dual threat guy who's been in there the last four games. Uh, he had a nice game against UNLV with, you know, about 226 yards passing and 121 rushing, including the uh, quarterback snake from 15 yards out to win that game 27-20. You know, San Jose is interesting because they're not getting off to good starts either. They were down 17-3 to Vegas and um, I didn't even stay up for the end of it. I just assumed Vegas might get the first win that I've been predicting that they can't seem to get, but uh you know, credit the Spartans for rallying, and, uh, you know, that's what Wyoming needs. They need to get up on them, you know, score a, a touchdown, for goodness sakes, and get up 10 nothing or something and see if you can uh, make a team play your defense from behind because I think that, that would be a good formula for Wyoming. Uh, you mentioned the running game. I mean, I don't study offensive line film or the all-22 or any of that. I can't tell you. You know, if Keegan Kreider is still an all Mountain West center or, you know, you, you see the flags for false starts and you just see that Valaday is not explosive this season and assume it, it's not going well. But that's certainly something that that has to change. Um, you're usually either getting better as an offensive line or, or, or getting worse. And we need to see some signs that these last five games maybe – even a bowl game that they get better during the second half. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm like you, Ryan. I don't, I'm not, I'm like to think I know a little bit about football, but I don't know enough about it to really do a lot of studying on the offensive line, but you're right. We haven't seen Valaday or really any of the backs get a lot of really big explosive runs. Like we saw a lot last year. You know, I don't know, you know, if that's on the offensive line. I know we have heard Craig Bull talk a little bit about as this season has gone on of, the offensive line sustaining blocks better, you know, getting on guys better, you know, maintaining their blocks more, that kind of jargon, you know. So I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, they're not doing this or that because I'm not, I'm not a smart enough football guy, and I'm not going to speculate on that. But I do think it's safe to say that the offensive line hasn't done, hasn't played up to, I think, a lot of expectations, whether it's from the coaches or even the fans for that matter. So that's that's a part of it. You know, and and just the discipline, the, the penalties, and it's not always just been on the offensive line. There's been a lot of penalties. You know, the Craig Bowl team since he's been, or even their those rough early years, were really only averaging, I don't know, three to five, pen, you know, four to five penalties a game. That's not certainly been the case in this during this losing streak. You know, and it's you know, there's it's been across the board. So, you know, when you're struggling, it's hard enough to kind of dig yourself out of it. You don't need to be given the the, the opposition any favors with penalties and turnovers. So. It's that well, I've got a long hill to climb, but you mentioned it. There's still a lot to play for. Yeah, there's not, they're not going to win the Mountain West. Their aspirations of a championship are, are done, but you can get to a bowl game. You know, you got, you know, the crux of your mountain of your, of your division schedule coming up and you can beat your rival. You can beat Boise, you know, Utah State. A lot of your rivals are still on the schedule. I mean, there's a lot to play for. I'll ask you this, Ryan. You're around the team when you're, you know, the guys you're able to talk to. I mean, again, it's kind of hard because they're not just going to come in and, be all pouty, but do you get a sense? I'm sure they're disappointed. I'm sure they're not happy, but do you get a sense that that Craig Bull's losing this team, that these guys have 
are starting to give up a little bit. I mean, are you getting any kind of sense of that, at least with your interactions with them? No, not yet. I don't, like you mentioned, the, you know, they're still four and three. They have a winning record. You know, last year they were two and four and it just ended. And that was much more excruciating. Uh, you know, if you watch Garrett Crawl play, uh, if you watch uh, Gandhi play, these guys are, are selling out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a chance to talk to Frank Crum. He had a, a pancake block that kind of went viral and, hmm. you know, they need more of that type of play. It was a violent block and like an angry block. I mean, they need to get angry. So, uh, no, I don't think there's any finger pointing or anything. I mean, obviously they would like some help. The defense mm-hmm. would like some help, but you know, they're not giving up yet. I think, uh, they have a lot to play for. I mean, Chad movement, some of these guys have, a lot of money to play for, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, no, they're not packing it in, you know, the border war, you have a chance to get the boot back. Uh, they have a pretty good, you know, recent rivalry going with Utah state, you know, Utah state's in first place, by the way. So right. picked last. So, um, you know, winning on the blue turf, even if Boise state's down would be a big deal. It's, it hasn't been done at Wyoming other than, a bowl game when they weren't playing Boise state. So uh, no, I don't think they're packing it in. I think uh, Craig bowl said that the longer this goes on where one side of the ball is playing well, and the other is stubbing its toe every week, it gets harder and harder to keep mm-hmm. everything together. But right now, you know, five games left, we still have a winning record. You know, I'm not saying I'm expecting a major turnaround, but you could finish nine and three and win a bowl game and win 10 games in theory. In theory. Now, yeah. Levi Williams would have to be Arizona bowl Levi Williams to do that. But, you know, let's see what he can do. He hasn't had a game where he's been in there long enough to attempt more than seven passes this season. Last season, he had a, a messed up shoulder. So this is his chance to say, I'm healthy. I'm the guy. This is why I should be the quarterback going forward. And it'll be interesting, Ryan, what, what, you know, look, you know, if Levi Williams doesn't play well, if he's, you know, not crazy Turner, but what happens if he doesn't play well? Is, you know, Craig Bowl going to pull him after a quarter and then put Chambers back in? And then, you know, again, I'm not questioning, you know, Craig Bowl's rationale here because, look, if someone's not getting the job done, you got to get him out of there and you got to give someone else a chance. But, you know, what's the cliche if you have, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one, you know, I, you just got to wonder what's going on in these guys' minds. You know, is this going to be Levi Williams's game come hell or high water? No matter, you know, obviously if he starts throwing, if he throws five picks, you know, but I'm not saying he'll do that, but you know what I mean? What happens if he struggles? Is this, is this going to be a quarterback roulette or, you know, carousel here? What's, what's going to happen? Or are they going to give Levi Williams a fair shot of, you know, you're our guy this week, man. So, you know, get after it. So what's, I just wonder what that's going to be like. I do know Craig Ball has told me this on numerous times early in his career at Wyoming and, and what, whatever. He doesn't like to rotate quarterbacks. He wants to stick with the guy. But if, some, if the guy's not performing, you got to make a change. But what will happen this week? If Levi Williams struggles, do you go back to Sean? Do you, you know, do you, what, what happens? I'm, I'm very curious of how this is going to play out. Well, for this game, at least, I think you have to give Levi every snap of this game, every snap of practice, obviously. You know, um, you need some somebody to, to do something. And to Levi's credit, he did hit Mayor deep. 
And unfortunately for him, <laughs> Naor thought the guy was on his hip and, and kind of stumbled because he was expecting to get hit and didn't score. And then they have a penalty in the red zone and don't end up scoring when he should have had a 49-yard touchdown catch. So, you know, that might have got Levi going a 49-yard touchdown to cut it to 14-10 with lots of time left. Instead, um, early in the fourth quarter, he hands off to Naor and Naor fumbles and then he gets yanked mm-hmm. for, for a turnover that was not his fault. So I w- that was what was interesting to me is Levi basically in the post game, you know, Sean came out and, and said, you know, he was obviously frustrated and, and everyone needs to rally and get sick of this feeling and, and get a win. And, and, and some other, you know, cliche type stuff. Levi just came out and said, I have a lot of questions about what's going on here, basically. Right, and getting yanked. Right. And I'm, Pleasantly surprised that Bull didn't say, you know, punish him for that. Like he basically mm-hmm. said, you know what? Let's put your money where your mouth is. You're the starter now. Let's see what you can do. And we won't play yeah. the musical how, chairs. Right. And, and how long does he keep it? I guess that's that's Levi Williams. Is, uh, it's up now. to Levi now. It's up to, yeah, it's up to Levi now to say, all right, you gave me this, gave me this chance. You know, I'm not going to I'm not gonna let you down. I'm going to keep it. So we'll see how he responds to that. So and I just want to say on the record, you know, obviously you point out the stats and, and everything, and these guys are college guys, and, and Sean Chambers is a heck of a guy, and, you know, you feel for the guy. I mean, he's put a lot of work into this to come back from three devastating injuries to be Wyman's starting quarterback, and to have that taken away is a tough thing for, you know, any college athlete, but especially a guy who's gone through that kind of adversity, so... And, and, and not just that. I mean, certainly there's that, right? And that's, that's the best point. But look what he just did in the first four games. I mean, he rallied this team in three of them, you know, game-winning drives on three, you know. So there's something there, right? But right now he just he doesn't have it. And, and I know he's – I'm sure Sean Chambers is trying to find it. I'm sure the coaches are trying to get it out of him again. And, yeah, you're right. You know, these are college kids. And, it, it you know, you hate, you know – all you can really do is look at the numbers. I hope people aren't coming across that we're coming, that we're attacking these guys. We're not. Yeah. This isn't a personal thing. This is a performance thing. And uh, it's Levi Williams' turn to see how, how he can perform. And, uh, you know, maybe down the road, if they can get things on track, just, you know, mention that cliche, maybe for Wyoming, maybe two quarterbacks is better than one as we get down in the second half of the season. We'll see. So uh, I have some good news and bad news about uh, your picks last week. I didn't go over. I know that. You were three for three. That's the good news. Or maybe that's the bad news. That's the bad news. You were three for three, three and three, which gets you to six and nine. Uh, The good news is you're tied for first place because I was two and four, and now I'm six and nine on the season. Well, well, three and three is even money. So I didn't lose money if we were if we were betting that is, but six and nine is I'm still I'm still losing cash if, yeah, if we were betting. So I still got I still got some rallying to do, but I'm 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 making up a little bit of ground, and now we're tied. So maybe maybe it's kind of like Wyoming this week, or maybe we're starting over from scratch. How's that? So we're both six and nine, um, but we don't have the gambling ads on here yet. So uh, you know we'll get better as soon as they give us some. Uh, some support on this podcast, but um, <laughs> one of your losses, by the way, was Colorado State. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what happens. You know, you bet on you bet on Wyoming's border war, border war rival. I mean, I, I deserve that. 
I mean, that I just had that coming. I had that coming. I don't know why Adazio had the Keystone Cops thing going and then blamed everyone but himself for that disaster. But yeah, and then shut off the media and then shut off media access. Colorado State should be alone with a two game lead in the Mountain Division, and and they decided that was too much fun, I guess. (laughs) All right, so uh, let's get into this week's picks. Um, Friday night. The UNLV running Rebels, plus 20 and a half at Nevada. Nevada coming off an excruciating loss to Fresno State, where they rallied to score, needed the two-point conversion. Uh, Carson Strong found the guy, but he was just out of bounds in the back, back of the end zone. Bulldogs win by two. So Nevada looking to get back on track. This is a, an in-state rivalry game. I think they play for a the Fremont Cannon, is that right? Right, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll just go first. Uh, rivalry game, I'll take the Rebels. I'm going to ride Arroyo into the uh, into Chapter 11, I guess. Here. <laughs> well, I'm with you, Ryan. I'm, you know, I don't know if I'm going to – I'm not going to pick UNLV to, UNLV to win, but UNLV's been good to me. They've been covering for me the last couple of games. They've had close calls, I think, because it is a rivalry game. You know, Nevada's stinging. You know, maybe there'll be a little bit of a hangover, but I think they'll they'll win the game. But you give me 20 and a half. Yeah, give me the Rebels and the points. All right, then we have Hawaii. They're only getting five and a half points at Utah State. As I mentioned, the Aggies leading the Mountain Division right now. By the way, Hawaii did not cover for us against New Mexico State. That was 18. They won by 14. So that's kind of a disappointing uh Confidence-boosting game for Hawaii. Very disappointing. Very two, disappointing. Two of their wins are against homeless New Mexico State. So uh, I'm going to take Utah State. I think they have a really good um, momentum. They have a really good atmosphere for their home games. I think they win by a touchdown. I'll take Utah State to cover five and a half. I'll probably do the same, right? I'll go the same, you know. Utah State got off to a good start. Then they kind of got into a little bit of funk, but then, you, you know, they beat Air Force early. I, but it seems like they got it figured out. And I'll say this. I think Blake Anderson's – Utah State's going to, you know – I mean, I'm – like you said, they're in first place in the Mountain Division now. I don't know if they end up winning it. But Blake Anderson gets a few more of his guys in there and look out. Um, watch out for Utah State in this league down the road. But hard for me to think why I would cover that 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 – that point's coming all the way over to the mainland. It's not going to probably not going to be that warm in Logan this time of year. Not that that necessarily bothers them, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to take uh, Utah state in the points. If you had to vote on mountain West coach of the year right now, you'd have to, you'd have a hard decision between Brady Hoke and Blake Anderson. I think you'd have to go. I mean, neither one of them was picked to win their side of the mountain West, but yeah, but Brady, but San Diego state wasn't picked to finish last. That's right. Anderson, you know, it, it's his first year there and he's mm-hmm. instilling his own way of doing things. So I'd have to go with him right now, obviously. If I, if I had to vote right now, I would, I would definitely go with him. Not nothing against Brady Hoke. He's doing a great job. San Diego state's just kind of, kind of a machine at this point. So if I, yeah, if I voted today, it'd definitely be Anderson from Utah state. All right. Boise state coming off a of bye is a two and a half point favorite at Colorado state. Colorado State, by the way, 0-10 all-time against the Broncos. Who you like in this one? Well, I'm not going to pick Colorado State again. They burned me last week, right? <laughs> I mean, 
but you would think, you know, they've played off, they've played well at home. If there's a year to get Boise State, it seems like it's this year. But I think Boise coming off that by, you know, I don't know if, they, if they'll figure everything out. I think Boise State figures out a way to win, and I think they cover it. Probably close, maybe just by three, three or four. I think Boise finds a way to win this game. So this is a really – these next two weeks are kind of a make or break for Steve Adazio, don't you think? I mean, it seems like the team is kind of responding to him since that dreadful start. They were getting better each week. Should mm-hmm. it be Utah State, you know, I was making fun of the Keystone Cops. What happened was basically they had a great drive, got infield goal position to win the game. Uh, all they had to do was spike the ball and then come out and kick the field goal. What happened was Fox running. The offense is still out there getting ready to spike the ball, but the field goal team is running on thinking they have to just get it off. And the offense decides to run off and then they rush the field goal and miss it. So Adazio, that's that's a huge gaff for a guy who's already you know not that popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you have Boise State coming in. Can you get your team back up off the mat after such a devastating loss? And if you do, then can you keep the boot? I, I mean, if if Colorado State wins their next two games, I think Adazio is going to go from uh, the outhouse to the penthouse in Fort Collins. So right. I'm going to take CSU. I think they. I think they might win, but I think, you know, if they lose, it'll be another heartbreaker by one or two points. So I'll take CSU. Um, Fresno State at San Diego State. Huge game mm-hmm. in the West Division. Winner of this probably wins the West Division. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing Nevada will have a say in that uh, against Fresno. Maybe there's a three-way tie out there. Who knows? But um, San Diego State – just a one getting, you know, minus one. I'm going to take the Aztecs. I just think the Bulldogs already had an emotional win last week. Uh, San Diego State just kind of took care of business at the academy, beating Air Force. So I'll take the Aztecs to just keep this ride going. Yeah, getting back home, although their home is, you know, not a lot of people go to their home right now. Um, that was a huge win to me at, at at, at Air Force for them last week. And, and look, you know, Fresno State's still very good, you know, and they're certainly more than capable. But, you know, San Diego State plays some pretty nasty defense. And if, not that they need the help, but all they all, really look at the film of what Wyoming did against them. Yeah, they, Fresno scored 17 points, but they held that offense pretty well in check, especially Hayner. So I like San Diego State at home. It's just by a point. It's hard. I just got to, I got to, I'm just going to defer to the home team here. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, Wyoming gave teams the blueprint um, to beat Fresno State, even though Wyoming couldn't score uh, in that (laughs) game. They did what they had to do on defense. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that would be great for the Mountain West uh, if the Aztecs could run the table. I don't see Cincinnati losing two games. I think they'd probably have to lose two games to give up that New Year's six spot. But... uh, yeah, San Diego, that would be kind of be depressing for San Diego State if you were 13-0 and and have to play like Oregon State in the L.A. Bowl. It seems like you should sneak into a New Year's Six, but the group of five is only guaranteed one New Year's Six Bowl, and that includes if Cincinnati makes the playoff. That counts as that. So Yeah. 
Well, a lot of football you get to be played, but you're right. That would if, if that plays out, that's a bummer. But an undefeated team in the Mountain West that would probably be, well, if Cincinnati doesn't fall, you know, possibly a top 10, top 10 team if, if that's how it played out. Yeah, the bowl game, you know, the prestigious bowl game would really be bad, would be a bummer. But an undefeated Mountain West team that was maybe in the top 10, that's that'd be pretty solid for this league. All right. The game we have all been waiting for, Wyoming at San Jose State. I think before the season, we thought this would be a, a more of a high-stakes situation with regard to the Mountain West races. Uh, I believe Wyoming was picked second in the Mountain side and, and San Jose State second in the West side. Um, some other teams have obviously, well, every team in the Mountain Division is above Wyoming right now. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Wyoming's going with Levi Williams. Um, maybe Tim Polisek pulls out all the stops. Maybe you get a trick player too. Maybe you get a, a Chad Muma strip sack or something, but they need to do something to spark this team. Um, like I said, they are cat getting three points. San Jose State just getting credit for the home field. That's an interesting line to me. Just with the way Wyoming's offense is playing, you know, you'd think San Jose State would be favored by more than that. Their last home game, they went to double overtime with San Diego State. So uh, I'm going to take the Spartans. I mean, Levi Williams has to prove it, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. You're exactly right, Ryan. I, you know, tell. I mean, I have. You know, I'm not picking with my heart here. I'm picking with what I've seen the last few games, and I'm just not. I haven't seen it from Wyoming to pick them to to go on the road and win. Um, I, we've seen flashes from Levi Williams. We obviously we talked about the 2019 bowl game. You know, until I see that, I you know, based on what Wyoming's not, I can't I can't consciously pick them on the road to win this game. You know, um, maybe they don't get blown out, but you know. That dual threat quarterback, if 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 he if if Nash is the guy that plays, that's concerning because look, you know, Air Force's quarterback's kind of dual threat. I mean, they don't throw the ball a lot, but even New Mexico's what third string quarterback last week was kind of dual threat and you know, didn't have to throw it a lot, but you know, did enough. Um, this this guy scares me. If Starkle comes back, then who knows? I I just I can't until I see something, you know, whether it's Levi Williams, you know, more discipline, you know, defense starting to force more turnovers. I, I can't pick Wyoming at this point. So I'm taking the Spartans as well at home. Yeah. I'm pretty confident Wyoming's defense is going to hold them between <clears throat> 17 and 20 points. My issue is, you know, how is Wyoming going to score 23 points? And that right. is a small number in today's college football, but mm-hmm. you know, they don't haven't had a touchdown since the very end of the first half against Air Force. Um, right. So, uh, and the other concern is San Jose State has some really good defensive linemen that are getting after quarterbacks. So if you don't establish that running game, you know, Levi's going to be, you know, wearing some, some hits and he's going to have to deliver under pressure in addition to all the pressure they're heaping on themselves with this futility. And that's where Levi struggled last year, Ryan, was, you know, he didn't always have the greatest of protection. And when that running game couldn't get going for the Cowboys last year, he took a punishment so much so that he shouldn't have been playing as much as he did because he had that bad shoulder. So and you're right. San Jose state's got a pretty salty defense, you know, and for an offensive line that really has been, let's just say inconsistent at best at, through this, at this point, that's a pretty tall task to, if they're able to block those guys on Saturday, 
Wyoming certainly will have a chance, but I don't know. That's, that's a tall task for Wyoming, in, at least in my mind. Yeah. And it's, it's, t- if Starkle were, were to play, it's a completely different situation because he's not going to run the ball mm-hmm. with his shoulder and he's going to have some rust, but you're going to have to defend the pass. And, you know, Wyoming's obviously played, you know, air force, which skews the numbers, but they're third and pass defense. So uh, I would expect it to be Nash, but, you know, like Brennan said, you know, Starkle led them to the Mountain West title last year. So if he's healthy, they're going to put him back in. He's not going to lose his job. So I don't know who you're rooting for if you're the Wyoming's defense. You want Starkle to come back rusty and and sit in that pocket and maybe you can get after him a little bit? Or do you want Nash, who's not a great passer, and but can hurt you with the run um, at times? Yeah. Pick your poison, I guess. Uh, my, my gut would tell me, Go with the rusty guy, especially with the shoulder injury and stuff, and take your chances of getting after him. But, you know, careful what you wish for because, you, like you said, he's Starker's a proven winner with the Spartans, and Nash seems like he's getting better each week, maybe gradually, you know, but I don't know. Pick your poison. I'd go with the guy that's rusty at this point, though. All right. Well, I'll be heading out to the Bay Area to, to see what happens, and then – uh, next week, really looking forward, not just to the, the border war itself, but you and I will be signing some border war books at the UW bookstore in the student union before the game. So uh, we can talk more about that next week, but that'll be fun. Be fun. Be great to see you. Hopefully we move some books. If people that have bought books and have had, you know, one of us, you know, sign them, bring them, we can Sure, we both have we both have autographs. When I add my when I add my signature to it, it certainly devalues the book. But nonetheless, if you'd like them signed, come just say hi to us. So it'd be look, you know, Ryan would be great to see you and catch up, but also be great to you know try to move some books and talk about the border war. And it just seems fitting. It's really appreciative of the bookstore to to allow us to do this, and uh, looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. All right, see you next week, my friend. Take care. All right, Ryan, safe travels.